Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, just quickly, before we get into our first episode of 2023, uh, we've got a sponsor to tell you about. Oh, yeah. Masterworks are back. <laughs> oh, we've had them on. Yeah, they sponsored us at the end of last year and they are back sponsoring another episode and we're very grateful for that. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking a lot about car collections and specifically the Lee collection that I visited in Perth, Australia. Um, but of course, people around the world collect not just cars, supercars and classic cars and things like that, but also, I don't know what, shoes, Anything. watches, yeah, there's like stamps. <laughs> <Weirdos. laughs> um, but one sort of area collection that's always well attracted people but been quite hard to get into is art yeah because it's just usually the, the prices are insane if you want proper investment grade art pieces it's hundreds of millions usually. yeah well masterworks it basically makes that world well opens up that world to more people they take some of the most famous and incredible pieces of art from picasso monet banksy etc buy them in and divide them up into shares suddenly making those pieces of art a little bit more accessible. Then they sell those paintings, you get a share of those profits. So we can all have a piece. Oh, we'll have a piece. <laughs> I mean, last year, some of the numbers were insane. I'm going to bring it up just here. They uh, did some net returns of 13, 17, 21, and 33% to their investors. Uh, over 500,000 users, over $600 million invested. This is proper, legit stuff. Yeah. As I say, proper paintwork. It's the equivalent of Ferrari, Porsche, McLaren of the of the car world is in the art world. Yeah. So we're not talking about the Peugeots. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, we're very grateful to Masterworks for sponsoring another episode. If you're someone who's looking to invest in some assets, let's face it, the world's a pretty crazy place at the moment, um, and you're bored of cars and watches, or you've always wanted to get into the art world and found it a little bit hard to do so, this could be a great option. So thank you again to Masterworks for sponsoring another episode. Check out the link in the description to find out more. Anyway, let's crack on, Tony, with our first episode of the year. I've, I've got a big secret to reveal. <laughs> Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week. We hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, that jet lag. Oh, that's, um, <laughs> I'm so tired from my trip to Australia, which I 
just got back from... <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. It's our first episode of the new year. Uh, oh. Hopefully, you enjoyed our sort of highlights episode that we put out last week. Yeah. Um, We've you, missed you. We, I, and I've missed you, actually, mate. Yeah, mate. I've missed sitting down to do been. these. Yeah. yeah. feels a bit weird because we actually... To sort of reveal a little bit, we, we actually we haven't recorded one of these now for about three weeks. Oh, we might be a bit rusty. <laughs> <laughs> We're always a bit rusty. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, well, I've got quite a lot to explain. Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's peel back the curtain. <laughs> do, uh, do you need me here? Or do, do you want me for fifth? Can I go and sit over there? No, 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 no. I, no <laughs> hey, I, I, I want you to share in this moment. But I have a secret to reveal. Um, I haven't just been in Australia. No. Uh, I was actually in Australia making all the content that you may have watched on my main channel over the last few weeks and are still watching now. Back in October. Oh. Yeah. End oh. of October, I went to Perth for four days. Right. It was a top secret trip. I flew there. I made the content. I flew back without anyone really knowing, apart from a handful of people in Perth who spotted me. Didn't tell anyone about it. And have released the content now because... Yeah, why have you deceived us? I've been on paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I am very, very happy to say that Vicky and I welcomed a little baby girl into the world. Congratulations. Just mate. before Christmas. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a blur. This is like my fifth caffeine drink. Of Today? The, yeah, of the day. It's <laughs> midday, people. <laughs> I'm necking the caffeine. Um, well, you've been there. I mean, you're six yeah. years ahead of me. Yeah. So I did actually, I was coming to you for quite a bit of advice in the build-up. And, and Flapping off his yeah. <laughs> We've caught up about it a bit today. Uh, it is an incredible time. Amazing. An overwhelming time. Yeah. And a bit of a blur. Um, it's been two weeks now since she, she popped out. So I probably didn't need the sound effects. But um, And uh, yeah, I, I don't really know my name, where I am, what the date is. It's bizarre, but it's amazing. It's unbelievable, yeah. And we couldn't be happier. We didn't want to share much about the pregnancy, um, uh, sort of in the build-up to... Not for any particular reason, just apart from the fact that I do have a bit of a private life. Not all of so my life is, yeah, is, is online. And obviously, I'm happy to share this news with you all now. And I'm sure in the future, there'll be more that I share about my daughter. But um, yeah, we just, we kept that to ourselves. And I knew, I knew with our due date around Christmas that there was going to be a period of time that I would struggle to get out and make content. And at this point, time of year in the UK making content is hard enough anyway yeah. so I was super lucky that my really good friend Josh started working with the Lee Collection about a year ago we've been chatting about doing some content and I went mate I'm coming <laughs> four days it, like going to Perth and back for four days extreme we'll get into it well, you're probably still tired from that I'm still tired from that <laughs> But well worth it because it meant I ended up with a bank load of content that was sitting there that I edited ages ago that's been sitting there sort of pre-ready to go. Um, so sorry for deceiving you. Sorry for those of you that have messaged me from Perth saying, Sam, I'm looking for you. Where are you? <laughs> a few people went to the hotel that I was staying at saying, I've been waiting in the lobby for five hours. <laughs> uh, it felt really bad. Um, but yeah, it's, well, it's been worth it from my side. Absolutely. And, and hopefully you've still enjoyed the content one way or another. So, yeah, look, let's, uh, we'll get into that because I want to talk all about that trip, really, and, and the cars that I drove and my experiences and, and things like that. But first of all, let's you and I catch up. How was your Christmas? Well, um, I went to Lapland. Mm-hmm. We went to Lapland. Of course you did. Yeah. How was it? Cold. 
<laughs> how cold? How cold? Do you remember? Really cold. <laughs> so um, we when we got to the, it's weird because there's like different temperatures for different parts of the country. So when we got off the plane at this, the, the tiniest airport I've ever been in. Uh, Northern Finland or Northern Sweden? Fit Finland. Finland. Okay, Northern Finland. Tiny, 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 tiny. Like in this country, you'd half compare it to city airport, but smaller. Oh, yeah. No, I've been to a few. I mean, the one I went tiny. to for the Porsche driving experience was a shed. Yeah. You land at a shed. Pretty much. It's Super like a, cool, though. Yeah, just a bit different. And when we got off the plane, like it was cold. Minus five, ten, maybe. Yeah, you know. Freezing cold. So then we get to the resort, which is probably 40-minute coach ride. Um, And it was really cold. Minus 15, minus 20, minus 21, that sort of thing. And then when we went to the activities, which was another 40 minutes on the coach up into the woods. Wow. They said, we, we don't know the exact temperature, but it's between 5 and 10 degrees colder than the resort. Wow. So it, it was... So if you pissed, it it froze when mate, it... Mate, it was... It was <laughs> the, I've never experienced... I had five layers of clothes on and a jumpsuit, four pairs of socks. You know, I had everything on. Still I mean, you, freezing. You, freezing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. Extreme weather, hot or cold... It's quite hard to explain because you, you kind of think you know what it's going to feel like, but then until you're in it, you're like, oh no, this is really cold. Yeah, but what was really weird is that if you went out for like five minutes, for instance, because if we come out of our room and we went to eat, then there'd be a short walk outside and I'd just have a normal coat and a jumper on and that's fine. But if you're out in it for like an hour, yeah, that's when you... Re- Oh, right. It is actually really cold. Do you know what I mean? That's when it gets you. I don't know if it's, it's, there's probably something biological going on with blood pumping when you go outside initially or whatever it might be, or your body adjusting, your body temperature adjusting. Yeah. But I remember, so I did, I did Sweden when I was really young and it was like 20 minus 23 or something like that. Yeah. And we stayed in an ice hotel in Sweden and we were walking around and we were like in our hoodies. We were like, oh, this is so cool. And after about 20 minutes, we went, oh my God, it's, it's freezing. Because <laughs> it takes a while to really heat you. I think so, yeah. And it's the same with extreme heat. During Drive the World, we were in Adelaide on one of the hottest days on record. It was like 54 degrees centigrade or something like that. And same thing, you kind of walk around and initially you're like, oh, this is hot. But then after like five minutes, you were like, oh. It's boiling hot. It's, yeah, boiling Unbearable hot. Unbearable heat. But did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? Well, Molly did. Okay. Important. She she had a lovely time, and and the 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 experience that we had when obviously we met Santa. That's what it's all about. That's what he's geared all around. Um, I'm sure some of you have been and done it. Um, if you if you haven't been and done it, I I would recommend it from the fact that the day that you go and meet Santa and the activity day is really special. They make it really good for the kids. The rest of the time is an absolute rip off. <laughs> The rooms are terrible. You can't upgrade hotel. You can't. You 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 eat chicken nuggets and chips and meatballs and stuff like it's a conveyor belt of people, mate. That's what sure. it is. It's a it's an in and out. This uh, because you can't the, the the airport we went to, you can't fly direct to it. It's a chartered flight. Okay. For because obviously it's conveyor belt. So sure. It's one plane in, one plane out. One, 
and it's only for is it six or eight weeks a year they actually do it for so um it was an experience i would never ever do it again because <laughs> I, I i think it's what for what you pay for they're like pulling your pants down i think it's a bit of a rip-off but if you've never done it and you want your your your, your children to experience it you have to go just to see their face when they meet Santa and stuff. It's like, that. that's amazing. Okay, okay. Um, any car stories from the, the holiday period? Well, uh, I was looking for some cars. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'd see if I could see a Pista or a GT2. I was going to say, or, yeah. But, <laughs> mate, honestly. Cruising around in Lapland. No chance. No I mean, chance, yeah. they, they don't sort the roads or nothing. I mean, it's just... But Volvos, Volvos with big um, light bars and stuff, surely. Yeah, I mean... It's tyres. It's all tyres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at the cars, they've all got proper tyres on Proper studded tyres. Proper yeah, studded tyres. Yeah, yeah. And they um, they just, I mean, the coaches, you could feel the coaches wheel spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regularly. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Drifting. Pretty much. Now you know why they're all rally champions up there. Yeah, I mean, they might, yeah, they all have proper tuition, don't yeah. they? For well, no, no, it's just, you're bred with it. Yeah. Because if you think about it, six months of the year, you're... You have no traction. Yeah. So you're just really good at car control. Yeah. Like I remember we did the Porsche experience with Tag Heuer. The coach driver was unbelievable. We were flat out yeah. everywhere in a coach, yeah. like drifting it. I was yeah. like, he's a rally champion. And actually, uh, I need to shout out one of our listeners who's helped me out with winter tyres for the GT3. Oh, right. He's a GT3 owner from Sweden, I think. Right. And he runs around so one getting the, the Michelin Alpine 5s uh, as winter tyres to, to bolt on the GT3 immediately. And that's what you're um, going up to. Yeah, to do. I'm right. going, going down to Austria, hopefully, is the plan. And uh, and yeah, so so he's like, literally, I, I bought them on and I live with this car up here because they're just all so used to those conditions. They yeah. have to have proper winter tyres on basically all of their cars. So. Yeah, because if, you, if you've if you not got winter tyres, you're literally dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't get out the airport because it's just, it's just ice and snow everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it comes down to tyres a lot. Yeah. Um, Okay, but you had a so you had a you had an okay time, not a lot of car action. What about New Year's? Do you, you, you anything you've been? Back no, to I, I never really. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I never really do anything New Year as in celebration wise. Not now, I used to, but um, yeah, I worked in between Christmas and New Year. Bit of a funny time of year. We always sell cars in between, which we did. Um, this month started off a little bit slow, but it has picked up. Today, actually, nice. okay. loads more inquiries. The world's woken back up again. I think there's that weird, that first week back in the UK where we have those bank holidays, those, yeah. those days off. You have a four-day week. A lot of people stretch their holidays. They do. And they today, I've been, I'm getting so many more emails today yeah. with people back at work. So I think um, yeah. that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Our New Year's was a little uneventful. Well, <laughs> Vicky, you wouldn't have done nothing. Vicky was passed out by about 9pm and I could not wake her. Like there was fireworks going off everywhere. As Tony knows, I live in central London. so there was a <laughs> In Surrey, everyone. If you know central London, it's a Surrey bit. <laughs> a lot of fireworks and she just would not wake up. And then, uh, yeah, the poor baby was just there. Um, so yeah, it was not particularly eventful, but... Um, Anyway, as you say, we're all back. We're back to work now. Back, back on the back on the wheel. Back on the wheel, and here we are, uh, back recording an episode. Uh, as of next week, we'll be back doing our live streams over on Recast. If you didn't check out any of those in the last year, uh, head over to Recast. You can book a slot for our live stream next week. Uh, also, I think. Paul and I will be releasing our first episode of After the Checkered Flag, which, if you don't know, the video version is exclusively on Recast for a few days. Um, that'll be happening next week. And we have one of our first bonus episodes coming up on Recast as of next week. So yeah, lots of podcast stuff happening uh, in the weeks ahead. But let's go back. Let's wind it back. Let's chat about Australia. I don't mm. know what that accent is. But um, 
Yeah, let's I talk about I actually watched one of the videos. Did you? I did, yeah. No, you didn't. I did, mate. Which video did you watch? The the Merc comparison. The oh, Angel. Did you? Oh, I did, yeah, because I got a bit of a soft spot. I mean, I had the SLS. I owned the SLS. Crap. And <laughs> <laughs> and I um I really got a soft spot for the Black Series. Well, you had AMG GTR. Yeah. GTR Pro. Yeah. Did you ever have a GTS or a GT on? Yeah. G- yeah, you had a few of those? Yeah. Knocking around. Yeah, yeah. As in, not personally, but... We've sold a lot of them from work, yeah. Okay, well, let, let, we'll we'll dive into that video first in a second, but just to give a bit of context in case you haven't been watching the main channel videos. Uh, so yes, a friend of mine called Josh, who has appeared on the main channel quite a few times before, uh, did Mob Ball USA with him years ago, um, uh, Snow Tour, uh, obviously during Drive the World, we hang out together. So anyway, known him for ages. Started working at this collection called the Lee Collection, uh, which based in Perth, uh, and... I can't tell you how many cars they got. Maybe it's like 50 or 60. Like, it's like all the cars. Private collection. Private collection. Private collection. All new stuff. Like, not really anything old. All new stuff. Lots of stuff still coming. Like, like just loads of stuff. So, right up my street. Yeah, right up your street. Right. I was like, I could do with a few, like, F40s in here. But but it's all, like, new. And the thing which maybe isn't so up your street, all modified. Everything is modified. Oh, not interesting. But, like, you know, like... Some of it really classy, and then some, as I said to Josh, some of it really tacky. <laughs> but like loads of wraps, loads of exhaust, sometimes different wheels, sometimes superchargers. Is that an Australian thing? Is that, is that- a little bit. They right. they do copy or or I said it's a bit harsh. They copy the American mentality. Right. But but I think there is a quite a bit of modification that happens there. But it's more that the owner of the collection is just an enthusiast, just having fun. It's just like why not? Yeah. And I'm like bravo, fair play. Um, and so the fact that there was this kind of like bevy of cars available to me um, <clears throat> that I could go and hang out with and just kind of basically pick whichever I wanted each day suited me perfectly um, and so off I went down to Perth and each day we just tried to come up with a cool content story some of the big hitter cars uh, weren't available to be driven um, Carrera GTs Lamborghini Sean stuff like that going through the process of getting road registered oh my god I had forgotten how insanely complicated it is to import and register supercars in Australia. Well, we have actually sold a couple of cars to Australia. Really? We have, yeah. Interesting. And the, I don't know a, a, a huge amount, but the, the guys that, that bought the cars from us, they have to go through like a proper deep clean before they enter the... Well, that's the first thing. Yeah. Yeah, so a decontamination clean, yeah. which also happens if you actually fly into Australia. You go through one of the most intense customs and immigration processes, same as New Zealand, where they're like, if you've got biscuits, throw them away, or we'll throw you in jail. Again, but- I don't know what that <laughs> is. But, um, but on top of that, there's various, the, the, the legislation, the paperwork, and the taxes involved. Yeah. It's insane. So the fact that these these collections in Australia exist is mind-boggling because yeah. of the the yeah the cost of getting these cars in. But let's dive into the Merc video first, even though it wasn't the first video I released, because you clearly got some some thoughts on it, or maybe you, you don't. But um, yeah, AMG GT Black Series, GTR Pro, and SLS. It wasn't actually my plan to really compare any of those. I wanted to go out in the SLS because I've never driven an SLS and I've always had a soft spot for them. And Josh said, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, Anyone would be correct. Who cares? <laughs> Take out the Black Series. It's one of the best Mercedes ever made. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care about the Black Series. I've kind of driven it. I'm not fast. And he was you drive like, it on track. I drove it on track at the launch and I yeah. drove Schmees in Dubai. Yeah. Like, you know, pedestrian levels around in traffic. So not that hard. But I, you know, so I was like, I just, 
I'm sure. Sure. He, he forced it upon me and he said, well, if we're going to bring those two, let's bring a third car. So he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and as I said in the video, the Black Series pleasantly surprised me. Good. What have your thoughts been on that car? Have you driven one yet? No, I've not driven one. No. Ah. Okay, so outwardly, what are your thoughts been on that car? Well, I want one. Do, like, but do you actually? Because you say this a lot and you still haven't bought a GT2 RS. So. Well, I don't want one of them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy another bad one. Classic. So, um, <laughs> that's that. What, what, why do you want a Black Series? Well, because I just think they suit me and we've had several conversations and you agreed. So, but we've had conversations offline, Tony. So remember, we're back doing podcasts. <laughs> we're back on it, yeah. We have an audience. Please explain uh, why we well, think it would be up your street. Well, well, it's just, you know, it's it's a track-focused car that I like. It's, they're my favourite type of cars. Um, my reservations about it would be the weight of it, obviously. Um, but I liked the... AMG. I liked the AMG Pro. Um, I, 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 I tracked them both and drove them on the road, done trips in them. And yeah, they're not quite as good as a as a GT version of, of the equivalent, so a GT3 or a GT3 RS for track. But actually, as road cars, I think they might be a bit better. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. So I just was Googling the weight, 1,600 kilos. So it's, it's a lot. It's 250 kilos more than a piece or something like that, Yeah, I guess. Um, and it looks like a heavier car. I couldn't tell you immediately sitting here right now if it feels heavier, but I think it probably does. Um, but because of its layout, because of its setup, because of everything, what well, the fact it's a Mercedes, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's fundamentally an easier car to live with. Mm. So take some of its rivals, STO... 765 LT, Pista, GT2, GT2 RS. Uh, They're all a little bit compromised, but that black series is still fundamentally an AMG GT. I mean, you get that cage in it, but great big boot, super comfy, and it's cruisy mode. It's just a bit of a shoutier AMG GT. Yeah, it's it's really, really like practical. It's the be the most practical out of all of them. Yeah, it doesn't feel as extreme as a Pista or an STO or an LT. Those feel so stripped out and really taut and and focused and dialed in where the Black Series, you have to dial it up. You know, just in its base setting, it feels very usable. Right. Which I think is great. You know. But but maybe, maybe as well, that the reason why it feels like that is because of the weight. Mm. Because but when when you when you compare the STO, all them other cars, them other three or four that we've just mentioned, they're all like not a little bit lighter, mate. They're all like a quarter ton lighter. Yeah, two hundred fifty, so three hundred kilos lighter. Yeah. yeah, so they're all especially the McLaren. So they're all stripped out. They've all got no carpets. You know, you hear every exactly. stone, stone. You you know, you hear everything. So they're really nice and pointy on their feet. You know, whereas the, the not I don't know because I'm not driven the Black Series, but if it's anything like the other two, the, the Pro and the and the GTR, it's not light on its feet. There's a special way of driving it quickly. and But once you get it, because it's a front-engine car, and it must be back fast because the, 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 the Pro and the R, they're really fast cars. People forget how, how they're, they're properly fast. I think the thing is... Um because what is it, 700 horsepower? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah 700 horsepower. It's, for me, it's more the cornering speed. Right. You know, that that's what blew me away about that car. I think it's so hard because, yeah, 
I, people sometimes give me crap for this on the main channel because you know I often How say I, I don't really like this car then I drive it and go oh actually it's quite good but <laughs> yeah. it's not for me <laughs> that's usually my rhetoric but because I'm just trying to be honest like there's a huge part of me which is just an enthusiast which will love every driving experience yeah. put me in any car even if I'm not that fussed by it I'm still going to enjoy it because like it's a joke that this is my job. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's very hard it is for me. actually a joke. It's, actually, it, yeah. it's a joke. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to sit there and be like, this is awful. I'm hating my life. I'm always going to enjoy driving special cars. Yeah. But what I'm trying to tell you is that this doesn't, doesn't strike my cause. That's, that's why I'm trying to be honest with it. So that's why often in videos, I go through that kind of range of emotions. And the Black Series is the same thing. Fundamentally, I'm a bit like, meh. Maybe because of the Merc badge. Maybe because I don't know what. But in that price bracket in that thing, I would probably choose something else. But yes, it did really impress me and impressed me more than I thought it would. And and driving it around, it does feel cool. It does feel special. But when I got on it, that cornering speed, it's got that front end turning. It's got that flat stability. It just feels... Gearbox sharp? Yes. Feel, gearbox feels super sharp. Like a PDK? Yeah. Or the Ferrari gearbox? Maybe not as sharp as the Ferrari or PDK. It feels... It's right there. And obviously I didn't do this. I didn't do these back to back. I drove an SLS and then then GTR Pro in traffic. So like if I'd gone up there in an STO or GT2 RS, yeah. maybe it would have shown up the Black Series a bit more, but I don't think so. No. And sitting here now thinking back, okay, could the gearbox have been a little bit sharper? Maybe. If you were in that car and pushing really hard on an, an Alp road like I've seen you do, could it get a little bit heavy, potentially? Yeah. But it, it was the problem that I always found with the with, with the other Mercs and mm. the similar weight. Okay, the, the, the Black Series has got more power and bigger tyres, so it should corner better downfall, so it should corner better. But actually, mate, on the road, if you took them all on the road, how fast are you really going on the road to see the downfalls? You, you know, like, it's only really on track that you're really going to appreciate the actual proper downfalls. You're never going to go round an out road. No, oh, gonna, I love this downfalls. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not It's not really, you're never really going to, even between the, the, the normal GTR and the Black Series, you're never really going to get, unless you're on a big sweeping double laned road that you're going really fast around, you'd get it then, but in general on an out road, you wouldn't tell the difference between the two. I, I'm with you there. I think it's, it's yeah, it it's probably comes down to different horses for different courses. I yeah. think when you're in that sort of sector, how do you want to use the car? And, you know, Shmi's a perfect example. Yeah. You know, he uses his for big trips. He's been driving it across America. He loves it, right? Yeah, he loves it. Right. And I totally understand why, because you can do big journeys in it like that. You wouldn't want to be doing that in an STO. A Pista, yeah, fine, maybe. A 2RS, yeah, fine, maybe. LT, I don't think you would. Those 765 LTs are full on. I actually drove one, one of the, the Lee Collections car, and I'd forgotten. It's just maniacal, that yeah. car. But the Black Series, yeah, I, I think you should get one. But I could just, I slightly imagine you coming back from a trip with the lad saying, it was great, it was just a bit too heavy. A bit too heavy. I think me. that's where I... Yeah. But coming back to another car, which was my first video of the trip, and a car that I know you really liked, which I still struggle with, was the SF90. So, yeah, we did speak about this a bit last year, but I couldn't really reveal that I'd driven one. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In great detail because obviously I'd filmed that content, but I was like, oh, I don't know when it's going to go out because I got a baby coming. Um, so let's get into it now that I've driven it. Now, two things that I should tell you because I haven't been to Australia yet. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Me? Yeah. No, I'm going. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end. Oh, okay. Come on, Tony. You really are rusty. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, really slow speed limits, very law abiding, very strict police. Oh, disaster. So, worst place in the world to drive an SF90. Oh, <laughs> like, I'm not going now. Just literally I don't want to go. Not the place to drive that car. Okay. So, this was my thing, is if you are not exploiting the 1,000 horsepower and how to drive it to get the most out of it and the four-wheel drive system and the slight under- blah, 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 it is an underwhelming Ferrari experience. Well, you know, you know, I completely get what you mean and you, you, you were right. And now I sort of half described it, if you remember, I described it as a really fast Turbo S, like a, a squat down, this, the, sti- it was the front end I really didn't like. But every time I put my foot down, I was just blown away at how fast it was. That, that was really what I took for it. And for what you get for the money, they're still falling in price, by the way, I can't believe it. For what you get for the money... I, I really don't think there's a there's a better car. There'd be there'd be cars out there that that maybe would do certain things better than an SF ninety in terms of be steering and you know but usability. As, you, but I as have a, a boot <laughs> as a yeah as an all round package and what you it's in terms of speed it's a hypercar for supercar money. Yes, but okay, so firstly, on the used market, how close are uh, SF90 prices getting to new 296 prices? Well, quite close. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my point, because the thing with the SF90 is it's built up to this whole, these expectations. It's a baby hypercar. It's a, it's a quarter price hypercar. Oh my God, a thousand horsepower, SF90. I think it looks the bomb. Yeah. The thought you're going to have all this performance that everyone tells you it's ballistically quick. And you well, get it in it, yeah, of course, but you get in it expecting, wow, my, my pants are going to be set on fire right now. And then you drive it, and you're like, ah, like actually at low speeds, it's a little bit dull, a bit like a Turbo S, a little bit uneventful. I didn't get the same Ferrari buzz 
that I get from others. Like, okay, I drove it following an 812 GTS with a Novatec exhaust and a Speciali Aperta with a straight through exhaust. Right. And even though this SF90 had a Novatec, I couldn't hear it ever. No. I could never hear it. Well, you won't with them too. It was like I was driving an EV the whole time. So that maybe hindered my experience slightly. But the 296, I adore and I think is brilliant. And that's 800 horsepower. And on the public roads, how often are you going to notice the difference between 1,000 and 800? Okay, the four-wheel drive is going to help you notice it. But I think the rear-wheel drive of the 296 is going to make it a little bit more exciting. Well, you, you, in that analysis, without you really even knowing you've done it, you absolutely nailed it and summed it up. So thank you. So ba- so 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 I've been ba- practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically it is very underwhelming unless you're driving it flat out like a Turbo S, same thing. Sure. Whereas a normal Ferrari which you'd you'd get even with a 296 you're excited at 30 mile an hour and that and that is what a Ferrari does above any other car that's available at the moment and that's why SF90s are poo-hooed in the Ferrari world because unless you're driving it at 10 temps, absolutely exploiting all the power, which for most people is impossible, by the way, because how fast it is. You can't believe how fast it is. It's, people say it's not Ferrari. Maybe that's why all those people on the Mila Mila were driving at like bellends because it's the only way to enjoy them. You have to. <laughs> you have to. Because you but can't maybe. be wild enough. You cannot... Like when people ask me, like, what's an SF90 night com- compared to a, 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 you know, a pista or something, and I always refer it. It's like it's like a pista on speed, mm. but you don't get that enjoyment until you are, unless you're driving it flat out, and you're so amazed about how fast it is when you're driving it flat out, you can't think of anything else. That that's the bit that wows you. But unless you're doing that, it is just a bit like. Ugh. Like, who cares? And speaking about Ferraris and fun and, and feeling, did you catch Evo Car of the Year? I did. Yeah. So Evo Car of the Year. I one, did. One of my <laughs> favourite bits of automotive journalism each year. I look forward to it every oh, yeah. single time. Apart from one dodgy year, video-wise, it's usually an epic bit of video content, but obviously the magazine piece as well. And it's always super interesting. You know, These are the be- some of the best automotive journalists in the world getting together some of the best or the most exciting cars that have been launched that year and comparing them back to back. It's it's usually fascinating. I have to say, I very rarely agree with their choices Me too. at the end of Car of the Year. Yeah. As much as I love all the content, I, I, whenever they, I'm like, I wouldn't, what? No. Like, But that's the beauty of, a per- like, is it, I don't know, it's done by committee, isn't it? So they're all voting, but everyone has their own opinion of what uh, they like. Yeah. I think this year, MC21, the Maserati MC, which I was like, what? Like, I did not enjoy that car. And they kept talking about how much character it had and how it sounded amazing. <laughs> Paul and I were like, sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Like, So, you know, each to their own. But uh, Jethro, who is, I've always said, is one of my favourite automotive journalists. I absolutely adore his opinions and his content and everything, uh, did the 296 piece. And he's perfectly summed up that that car is just, it makes you have fun. It is just a fun driving experience. And yeah. that, I think he was trying to say what you just said, which is Ferraris just somehow make you have the best time. Yeah, SF90 somehow doesn't. It doesn't allow that same emotion. Unless you're flat out. Sure. Okay, yeah. unless you're flat out. So That's the legal. 
Yeah, it, literally. Yeah. So I cannot wait to see uh, how you get on in your 296. That's still coming, right? Comes March. Comes yeah, yeah. March. Yeah, it's like literally like round the corner. Let's do a video on that, yeah? Yeah, you yeah, can go, yeah. Go, go flat out. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I might go we'll on tracking it. it because I want to check the brakes. Sure. No, no. Well, that's the ABS Evo. That's what it's all about, mate. That, that, that's because uh, I'm definitely going to do one trip in it. I've got a trip planned at end of April, first week of May. Oh, I'm not here then, by the way. Should okay, good to know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you should write that down. Yeah, you should write that down. Um, Where are you so going? Spain. Oh. Pyrenees and then over Spain. Lovely. Oh. Nice trip. Coming? I was going to say. You, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a GT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a manual one, so you can't keep up. Yeah, I won't be able to Well, let's just give you the end points. I'll bring the 360 <laughs> in. It makes no difference. I'll be going just as quick. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, well, let's do a video on the 296 when it turns yeah. up. Yeah, don't yeah. do it with Paul or Archie first. Do it with me. No, no, no. Yeah. I won't do it with him. No. Don't get any views. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. <laughs> do it on this channel. Do it on here. Get the most views. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so I, I can't wait for you to experience that. But yeah, Evo Car of the Year. Let's just dive into that a little bit more for two seconds. Um, do we have to? Oh, really? You know, you weren't a fan. I didn't. I didn't agree with hardly anything any of them said. We're apart, okay. What did anything you agree with? The two nine six. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. But in general, I mean everyone has their different opinions and that's the beauty of, of cars. But in general, I only really listened to two automotive journalists, Chris Harris and Clarkson. Okay. They're the only two, because most of the time, what they say, when I experience the car, you agree with nine out of 10 times, they're right. Every now and then I won't agree. And that's the good thing about opinions. But in general, they're the only two that I really uh, yeah, you're right. Clark, Clarkson nails it, don't he? Like, yeah, in an aggressive way. In an aggressive way. Obviously, yeah. he, I think. I mean, he's so outspoken and just loves a bit of controversy. I think he made does it pretty, on purpose. Yeah, 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 pretty outlandish comments over Christmas, didn't he? I think was it about Meghan Markle? I don't yeah, know. it's not car. Related, so we, yeah, we probably shouldn't condone all of his uh, no. opinions. But, but no, no, I mean car. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not his political. Exactly. You're right. He kind of nails the. I, I would actually. I disagree. I don't think. I think he's. Very blunt. He's like you. Yeah. I, me and Clarkson probably wouldn't share the same uh, opinions on cars, but I get where he's coming from. He's yeah. very open, open yeah, honest yeah. and raw. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Jethro. But um, so in that Evo piece, I thought, as I said, I didn't get the Maserati thing. They, they made the GR86 sound amazing. Heck, I want to have a go in one of those right now. That They really took that up. They agreed with us, finally, thank you, that the GT4 RS is just too intense for the UK roads. Everyone gave us crap. Oh, yeah, I agreed with that, that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when that we was mentioned right. that earlier in, oh, sorry, last year, everyone was like, oh, you just don't understand what that car's all about. But there you go, some of the best journalists in the world agreeing and admitting yeah. that on UK roads, it's just a little bit too frenetic yeah. um, or frantic. And um, it is just a Cayman, by the way, everybody. Interesting. Uh, but well, I, it is. No, no, I agree. Um, <laughs> what else? Oh, they loved the Artura, didn't they? They loved the Artura, but they said the classic McLaren thing of it's just lacking of character, mm. void of personality. I was amazed the Artura was included in that. I've immediately sent an email to McLaren saying, clearly the press car is once again available, so can I borrow it? And 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 as well, one of them said about the brake travel, which is yes. really inherent on McLarens, but I'm glad they bring that up because yeah. they don't always go into that sort of detail. But yeah. McLarens in general, if you like a brake you know, a, 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 a pressure, pedal, a, 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 yeah, a pressure straight away. Then don't buy a McLaren because you've got a really long travel. And I think that's the same with the MC twenty the Maserati. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't like that car. I think we literally. spoke about that when I when yeah. I that's just what Andy I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so no, I mean, I thought it was good. I can't remember what else. The M4 CSL, they were pretty harsh about. But good. I, yeah, I, I'm not a car that I was particularly intrigued or excited about. Oh, I did by. agree with some of the, some of the stuff they yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> You're just being harsh. You're being controversial. You're trying to stir the pot like Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> um, R8. I still love an R8. And I think they... That not was, interested. No, but but it, they they said the right thing about it, which was... You can't knock an R8. Like, like it's still like that engine, that gearbox, that package. Like, it's still a great package. It's the people supercar. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. they said. They said, you know, you just have to applaud it for what it is, but it's not going to win car of the year. No. It's not, that, you know, there's always going to be a better choice. It shouldn't be even in with a shout. I always wonder how they get that group together because, of course, yeah. they have to get availability of the cars, manufacturers to agree, like locate, like all of that stuff like that. So I'm sure sometimes they're like, "Oh crap, we need another car. What can we get? Oh, there's no right available. Yeah. Chuck it in." <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I say I love car of the year. Don't always agree with the final ranking, but but it doesn't matter. It's it's not for me to to say whether it's their opinion. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, super cool. Uh, going back to Australia, uh, two when? other cars that I no no as in going back to my Australia content. Oh. Um, two other cars that I drove back to back, DBX and Urus. Oh, so this was a really fun day. It's actually one of my favorite days of the trip. Um, cause it was a bit more of a laid back one. We'd had a big night the night before Josh was doing a charity boxing match. What? So you went to bed at 9.30? Literally. Uh, I think it was 9.45. <laughs> oh, okay. Half a really glass, half a glass of champers. <laughs> sending Vicky some drunk texts. Um, oh, no. But uh, yeah, so, so we were all a bit groggy the next day. And we were like, let's go for lunch. And I was like, well, I should film something. So we took the DBX and the Euros. And first time that I'd driven the Euros for oh, a couple of years, I think. By God, that car is good, isn't it? Great car. It is a bloody good car. It is a bloody good car. Good car. It, you know, the one negative, which I just... It's not really a negative. It's the fact that it just makes you be a hooligan. Yeah. You just drive like an absolute... But it's a Lambo. It's a Lambo. That's what it is. It's a, it's a Lambo. It's what it is. But, but it, is, it is brilliant. Yeah. DBX, still crap. Yep. Still crap. You know, like, two things that we actually do agree on. Yeah. <laughs> you just bang on. And it, you know, it's, it, I know that everyone said that the 707 is so much better but oh, as a driver's car, but it still lets itself down. And I'm intrigued by Euros Performante and Euros S because I'm a bit like, again... Waste the money. Yeah, like, you know, that base Euros, it just does everything. Yeah. It does everything. Like, it's got... If you want... If you're into the super SUV thing... I think that and G Wagon are still the still the two. Well, the G Wagon's a pile of poo. Though, yeah, but you're not going to lose money if you're buying well, a G Wagon. Well, you might now. <laughs> that, that I'd rephrase that. Tanking off now, is it? Yeah. If you're buying a G Wagon, you're not buying it for performance, are you? But you're buying it for presence, for stance, for what it says about you as a person, for the cruising around, and it cannot go wrong. There is nowhere in the world it's pulling up in a G Wagon. It's just presence. And you don't care about the dynamic capability. You know, I'd have a Range Rover over a G Wagon. I know you would, because we're not G Wagon people. Me, yeah. But, but 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 if you're buying a G Wagon for what you want a G Wagon to say, it won't go wrong. Like that is the ultimate. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. If you're buying a G Wagon to drive past Harrods, then that's why you buy a G Wagon. Exactly. And if you're yeah. buying a Euros because you want a super SUV, you can't go wrong. Yeah. If you go left or right of that, you could be a bit upset because, for example, a Range Rover. Yeah. Isn't stunting enough for someone who wants a G-Wagon. Well, it's the everyday golf. That's exactly yeah. that. So that's what I mean. So in those brackets, DBX, Cayenne Turbo GT, Bentayga, no one cares none of them does that, as good a job as a Urus. No, 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 no. And for G-Wagon, V8 Defender, no one cares. <laughs> what else is in the G-Wagon? I mean, Urus, Urus and G-Wagon are level. Bentayga versus, it's not the same. You no. don't get that same. So that's why I say in those niches, they're the best. Um, 
But yeah, it was... Cullinan, where does that come in? Good point. Good, very good point. I don't know. I think Cullinan leans more towards the G-Wagon side of things. It's all about presence and stars and who you are and rocking up at the restaurant and money. You're not going... You're not taking a Cullinan to the Alps, are you? No. 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 no, that's a Har- that's that's a G wagon. That's with the G wagon, them two. Yeah, I think yeah. that's these. It's a Harrods car. If you want a post G wagon, get a Cullen. Yeah, if you want to be even richer, if you want <laughs> yeah. to prove that you're really rich. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a cool a cool test, as I say, and, and just highlighted just how good that that Eurus is, and the TBX just falls a bit short. And I'm hoping that 2023 we're going to see Aston finally bring in some new tech. We did hear that last year, didn't they? That they were going to start doing all their own infotainment systems or, or change up the infotainment system. In their own? I think maybe buying Bosch or, or, you know, as in not relying on the Merck infotainment anymore. Right. And I hope so because God, they need it. it will ch- the other thing which is annoying about the DBX is it's not like any of the other Aston Martins. Like the driving modes, the buttons, they're not the same as the DB11 or the Vantage. That's confusing as well. It took me half an hour to work out how to do anything. Well, it's because it's an SUV and not a sports car. No, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's I like, got it's in like the a Urus isn't the same as a Hurricane. But it's the same as an RS6. Or I got in the US, I knew where everything, I knew how to do everything yeah. apart from flick the 15,000 <laughs> sport mode. Yeah. Apart from that, I knew how to do everything instantly. Yeah. Everything was easy to figure out. The DBX took me half an hour. Where are the windscreen wipers? How do I turn the handbrake off? Like everything was just confusing and complicated, yeah. which, which was annoying. Um, and then we'll come on to my final uh, adventure of the trip which hasn't gone out yet well actually depending on when you listen to this podcast you may have seen this video but if you're listening to this the day it's released this is the video to come on sunday um i spent the morning in the back of the brand new my back in the back in the back josh chauffeured me around right this is we were running some final tasks before we did this big drive we basically took the entire lead collection out for a big drive i drove the 812 gts unbelievable best car in the world anyway new my back lovely Lovely, but way more dynamic feeling than the Ghost. So I guess as a driver, it's a bit more enjoyable. It makes the passenger experience not quite as wafty, but boy, is it good. Boy, is it lovely. If I was a rich man, very happily to be one of those. In the back. In the back. Yeah. In the back. I'm not that fussed about driving it, but in, in the back. But you were saying to me, they've always historically lost a ton of money. Well, I'm not sure about the new one, but the with that with that chauffeur kind of vehicle, S class, my back, uh, the seven series, the A eight, that big saloon vehicle, and I'd probably speak worldwide here. They they just don't have a used market. Once you buy one new, because you want it for a purpose, because you're very very wealthy. The problem is, if you're very, very wealthy, you buy a new one. You don't buy a used one anyway. And secondly, if you're not so wealthy and you buy the S-Class or the other two German ones, the BMW or the Audi, then you're a chauffeur company. So who buys them as a used car? So anyway, you buy them as a used car is if they're really cheap. So okay. they go from a hundred grand, and then you get a three-year-old one, and it's thirty grand. Because I literally, I saw you can get the V12 Seven Series from like three years ago, at like forty grand. There you go. It would have been a hundred and something. Yeah, that's so interesting. So do you think they are the fastest depreciating cars? Big executive saloons. I, I would say worldwide they are as well. Really? I, I would say, in, yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about the rest of the world, but when you just look at who it appeals to, listen, there'll be certain places in Romania or stuff that probably probably love them, but even then, I bet they buy them new. Yeah, yeah, They don't yeah. buy a used one. Yeah. So, 
But then um, is that, is that a, could that be a steal? Because a three-year-old... No. Why not a three-year-old V12 7 Series that was 110 grand new that you're now picking up at 50 grand at half price after three years and 20,000 miles, for example. Is that not a brilliant car? Yeah, but so's a 50 grand Range Rover. But is it? Well, like, can you get the 50 grand Range Rover? Like, you you, get, you know a, get a Range Rover for 50 grand and it's uh, more of a purpose. It'll hold its money better. You'll be able to sell it. All right, it will break because they do break. But an SUV then, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an okay, X5 so, or a Q7 or something like that. So That's why once, people buy them. So they keep going down, do they, the big executive stuff? It's well, of course. Once it gets to 40 grand after three stop. years. It, but, so they don't peter out. They don't level out. They just keep. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we... we stay away from them on purpose but you know if you look at a 15 year old 7 series I bet it's 10 grand here we go so yeah 11 grand for a 2010 100,000 mile well, I'm quite good V12, at this that's what I just said <laughs> <laughs> so let me see for example a bit of a newer one because um, I'm intrigued by this here we go so oh, a 2015 car yeah how old is that now 7, seven, years, seven nearly 8 years, years old. old yeah 33 grand yeah 37,000 miles V12 yeah so in 5 years right. time that's going to be 10 grand um because you've got the promise already you've already got the older car so what was the other V12 there was another uh, and that's the really new one isn't it so what's this one this is the newer shape this is a 2017 car yeah 45 grand yeah 30,000 miles yeah that's a cool car 2018 car looks almost facelifty 45 grand yeah Oh my god! I want one of these. Yeah. So in three years' time, it'd be worth twenty-five grand. That's so not bad. <laughs> that's what lost another half of its value? That's again. what's called STG mass. Let's let's depreciate cars as quickly as we possibly can. The king of depreciation over here. So you can get a twenty nineteen car. This is the nearly the newest shape, the V twelve seven sixty Li thirty thousand miles seventy one grand. I mean, yeah, it's it's not good, is it? No. No. Okay. Uh, um, oh well. Um, I just got some. Just got some Do you want one? No, nah, not so much. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. So uh, that video, say, still still to come. It was the first half of the video before I went on this epic drive where we took basically all the cars out for a bit of a blast. A lot of highway or motorway driving in Perth. It's not. I mean, you can go up into the hills, but a lot of them just just go up and down on the highway, which I wasn't that keen Straight on. Straight line. But when it's like 40 cars, it was quite good fun. <laughs> so <laughs> you've kind of inadvertently um, hinted at it quite a few times uh, during this podcast. There is a plan. A plan? A, a bit of a plan ah. to try and get back to Australia. Yeah. Actually this year. With me. Oh, no. <laughs> so following on from the... the say the success of our LA adventure in the Loved last it. year yeah we we do want to do a few more international behind the glass adventures this year and one thing that we're really seriously looking at is a behind the glass Australian tour circa November 2023 yeah so this will be incorporating some live events we want to hit off at least Sydney Melbourne I'm going to say Brisbane, Adelaide, and Perth as well. But, but you know, it depends on logistics, timing-wise. We're already speaking to a few different partners and companies. If you are in Australia in this part of the world and you want to get in touch about hosting a live event, sponsoring some content, anything, get, get in touch because we're starting to look at it pretty seriously right now. We want to go really big because the last time I did anything major in Australia was 2019 for Drive the World and we did these meet and greets and no joke, 
thousands of you turned up. Like we did one in Brisbane with over a thousand people, did one in Melbourne with over a thousand people, did one in Adelaide with about 300, 400 people. Obviously we've never done a behind the glass live with that many people. So it would be quite interesting to figure out how we would do that, but we're, we're keen to. We're going to we, do it. If we can. Yeah. Um, and let alone some cars and coffee. So we, we've got big plans and I think that'd be really exciting. Another place that Tony's never been quite nervous as to what you'll think because as I say it's, I don't think it's really a driving place right <laughs> sorry Australia but, but don't put me with the spiders and the snakes though mate. oh mate oh yeah all that's real all that's legit I was staying with my godmother who was in the north of Sydney and we went into our bedroom one I was massive lizard massive like not even like not just a lizard like a huge dragon it's cruel to you know so what'd you do then shoot it no <laughs> just scurried it out of the room somehow what if it eats you no it's not gonna eat you the small stuff, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Australians, but it's usually the small stuff that messes you up in Australia. The big stuff is harder to. Like you don't want to get in a fight with a kangaroo, but it's the little things that really. Well, you can't outrun a kangaroo. I'm you sure. You know how fast they run. I'm, I've seen they catch up with my 911. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not hard. You were driving. But yeah, so so lots of different ways that we might do this. We might we might do it as an epic road trip, drive between a few different cities. We might fly in and out. We don't know. We're, we're looking at it now, but it's something that we're very keen to try and work on. So that could be something to look forward to for, yeah, November 2023. Yeah. Um, but we teased it at the end of last year. We've got a few other plans as well for, for some other trips, some other adventures and some other international live events. Um, for those of you that have been asking about lives for this year, we tend to announce them kind of March time. Uh, we take these first couple of months of the year just to kind of sort of plot and plan. So um, I don't think you'll be hearing much about the live events until around March because it is just dead in the UK at this time of year. And let's face it, no one really wants to do too much in the rain. Cold um, and raining and horrible. Also quite hard for me to get away from the baby right now. Yeah, I'll yeah. be honest. Bring this her is, along. This has already been stressful enough. I've been out of the house for an hour and a half. It is Flapping. intense. I'm literally keeping an eye on my phone waiting for Vicky to be like, get back here now. <laughs> uh, this is my first venture outside. So yeah, I think March time will be making some announcements about Behind the Glass live. Um, and the only other thing which I guess I have to say is next week, officially, it's GT3 collection time. Oh, you're getting it next week? Yeah. Oh, right. So I think what we'll do is I will reveal, I'll reveal the colour. What, are you going to get it next Monday? Uh, no, next Sunday. Right. Next Sunday. So v- video will go live on the main channel next Sunday. But I think in next week's episode... I'll reveal the colour and maybe something else about the spec. I don't know. But definitely I'll reveal the colour exclusively. So stay tuned. On the podcast. And if you want to know before Thursday, watch our live on Recast. There we go. Well done. You can tune in. You'll know a week in advance the colour. I don't want to reveal too much because I want the main channel videos to still have a bit of an impact. But I think I can probably reveal the colour and then then we'll go from there. But oh, finally, mate. (laughs) I literally, I just need, need that car in my life. Um, and then big adventures ahead. Yeah. Anything else you want to tease, mate? Anything else you want to let people know about? Not really. Not really. Life is life. Carry on. Keep Got any going. cars that you need to sell? Yeah, lots. Lots. Go I'd actually buy, I could do with buying a couple of cars, actually. Oh, okay. I could do with buying a few cars. So if you've got a car to sell, then uh, let me know. Nought to three years old. Nought to three year old. Sports, prestige, hot hatch. Yeah, Bugatti all Veyrons, jazz. all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, we'll have them all. <laughs> got no money, might as well go out of a bang. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you all for tuning in. As I say, I'm sorry for uh, for conning you all on the main channel, but it was, with, it was with a purpose. And as I say, it's been a very exciting time, and I'm sure more to share on that uh, in the future. But for now, if you follow, want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media. Blah, blah, blah. There we go. <laughs> Fell apart right at the end. Most social media platforms. And, uh, and yes, 
make sure to tune in next week for exclusive color reveal of my GT3. Bye-bye. See ya. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 